Parenting. Ugh. <laughs> Sourdough watch. Ugh. And listener feedback. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. I am so excited. And you just can't hide it? Oh, I guess that's the truth. So you were Zooming. Oh, yesterday was your spouse's birthday. Is that the reason that you had a Zoom call? No, hell fuck no. No, no, no. We didn't Zoom with, we talked to people on the phone. We live far away from all peoples. And the typical scenario is that you get a phone call and they say, blah, blah, blah. And those happened. Why should we change? That works great. And they were lovely calls from hither and yon. It was fantastic. No, I was mentioning prior to getting on air that we have become we have we are now capable of a three-way so ooh, yeah it's a three-way zoom it's not that exciting so we had three simultaneous zooms occurring on three completely different computers but all with the same scheduled time and I was actually supposed to be in two of the three so I was sort of walking from room to room uh and it was a little tricky but we made it happen from three aspects of your family, of your life, we like, had what, what do we mean? had meet university coaches uh, for those interested in sailing in university, and that was for the middle child, the soon to be not soon to whatever the sophomore. I was going to say the soon to be rising junior, but I'm not. We don't need to jump the gun anyway. Uh, so there was that college roundup, which would have made more sense for me to be in than the junior because he, I'm sure, sat there and went. Turned off the camera and the volume and went back to playing video games in any event. And played on his phone. In any right. event, I mean, it's you don't. It's not every day you get to meet the a coach at Michigan. But anyway, so that was happening at the same time that the organizers meeting for one of the many lacrosse groups that were in. My husband's very involved in that kind of stuff, and he's having to do. I don't. It, I, it's hard to even call it volunteer. He does a whole lot, and he was getting trained on a new system they're using. So that was hey, let's talk about how we're going to do this and what we're going to need to blah, blah, blah. So he was at that, and I magically ended up having a women's group meeting happen at the same time. I thought that they had stopped, and I was kind of happy that I thought they had stopped. We do something called a giving circle, which, are you familiar with this? Yeah, you've talked about it here Great. before. So I thought that had Love all, it. Thought it all gone away when you can't meet in person. They, they sort of went away because it was like, yeah, we're not going to ask people to do this when we're just trying to stay alive. Come to find out, they've figured out, you know what, we miss the opportunity to get together and nonprofits are hurting. It's only for nonprofits, the, the donations. Nonprofits are hurting just as much, perhaps more than everybody right. else. So we're going to do come as you are, give what you can. So we've changed the format completely. It used to be we all gather, we hear three presentations picked at random from blah, blah, lots of rules. And then when the decision, we all vote and simultaneously donate to that one group. And there's, you know... It ends up being everybody has the minimum donation used to be a hundred dollars for each person. So it would be you'd get ten grand going to a to a nonprofit has to be locally focused. I mean, it's a great, great thing. Now it's come as you are, give what you can. We're not voting. The three are going to be picked at random. And then at the end of the thing, everybody's donate button for all three is going to be up. If you want to give somebody five dollars, go for it. If you just wanted to come here and connect, they're all it's nice. Yeah, there used to be like a wine social and all this other stuff. So the idea is 15 minutes before everybody's invited to bring your own glass of wine it's all zoom we're doing everything on zoom now it's not in person so i have to host that that's nice i like is, that now i've got to figure out how to do a fucking zoom for 
200 people. And that's what my meeting was about. Came at the same time as all the other fucking meetings. So that is when typically in our house when there's um, either our kids that take language classes have to record themselves doing something. Even when school was completely in person for us, which it is still not. Um, they would record themselves doing something in Spanish in our house. And the rest of our house is full of assholes. So our job so our job is to sabotage some way the one human who is accomplishing something in our family. So if you we had three Zooms running in the house, you know the one human that was not on the Zoom. Here's what we do in our house. Ethan and I say, well, Ethan says, pass the weed every time (laughs) Mallory logs on to do her Spanish. So then Ethan had to call about his project, had to call his counselor, and Mallory yells, pass the weed. Like, Ethan did it subtly. She's like, that's what we're doing? Yeah, I'm fully in. Cheerleader. I love that. Does anybody want another beer? Like, it's just ridiculous. So three Zoom calls uh, here in our house would be an invitation to debauchery. Like, wasn't it, really it would Annie's be- cousin who taught someone else in their family as an infant, like, kept repeating the phrase, can't buy beer on food stamps? Like, they were trying to get the kid to have that be one of the oh first. God. Don't you remember oh that? My God. No. Oh, my God. That's about right. Ah. Uh, That's about right. I hope that's a correct memory. But if not, let's make it one because that seems to be how I do things in life. I misattribute things to my friends and they're really fun that way for all of us and maybe not so much the friend. You had a birthday of your husband yesterday. Indeed, we did. How'd you celebrate him? We went to a restaurant. We've got... um, we're, we're very, very friendly with the restaurant in Winston-Salem. He is super passionate. He's a pizza guy. He's actually started the whole thing f- to move from a traveling pizza oven thing that he had hooked up to a trailer. To brick and mortar. Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so every time, so it's, there's a lot of connection. So we walk in, so called Peyton and said, is there any way that you could do kind of like a little private setting? So we went over there, just the four of us had a nice little, everybody wearing masks to get in and then sat down and they just, they put together a menu for us. And I don't eat clams, but I'm here. It was a pizza place. I'm here to tell you, but it's that kind of a pizza place. I'm here to tell you just watching my husband eat this linguine with clam sauce. And it wasn't even linguine with clam sauce. It was, um, I forget the proper name of the dish, but if you can imagine a pasta dish, that is filled with various kinds of seafood, it's that, whatever that's called. Mm. And the, instead of, I think there were, I saw a few mussels maybe, but mostly it was clams and the clams Fruit were- Fruit del mar. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. The mm. clams, he could not handle it. He was almost forcing the blistered tomatoes, this. He's like, you have to eat this. I don't care if you don't like clams. And I'm like, but you hear the two things together, right? <laughs> So he's like, you're just, you're a fool. And then he was getting mad. You know, everyone ate it, even the kids. He had a good night, huh? He he was like, you have to do this. And I'm like, can I not be happy not doing it? I'm happy for you that you're happy. Why? Why torture me? It was the, frankly, he was saying at the time, and I think he stands by it this morning. And he's like, your dad would love this. He's like, this is, that was absolutely the best uh, clams I've ever had in my entire life. Entire life. And it's January in Greensboro. Like, how do you even get them? What's going on with you, not birthday friend? 
Oh, so much, so much, so much. Um, Yesterday, we spent another day at the Jersey Shore looking for a house. I was dreaming that you had done that. Truthfully, we put in I was. another offer on another house. I didn't dream that, but what the flaka flaka floka? I think it's ours if we want it. It's just happening so quickly like that I... like a crack house when you say it that way. <laughs> Fill in some lines, please. Mm. It's ours if you... Did you want it? It's not. Um, you know... <laughs> You know, before you got married or met the man of your dreams, you had a list of things you thought you wanted in a man. Big dick. Okay. Uh, well, you got that. So Check. you fulfilled all your dreams. Um, well, I mean, are we doing prerequisites or ideals? Go no, ahead. ideals. Like we're okay. looking at what we want in a in a shore house. And that's kind of like, Stuart would like it near the water. I don't care. I would like it to be able to let the dogs out in the backyard so I'm not constantly, did this one shit today? Did that one shit today? How do I, like, I, if I'm going to go, I want to enjoy it, not worry about what has come out of and gone into my canines. It's just the life that we live. You know, it's just the life that I live. Gotcha. So, I mean, we found a house. It's not near, it doesn't check all the boxes. It checks a couple of the boxes. It showed us boxes we didn't know we'd be interested That's in. That's interesting. I was hoping that was going to come out. There yeah. were some features that we really liked, but it's not real close on either side to bay or ocean, but you could walk there. I mean, odds are you'd want to get a bicycle with a little trailer on the back and ride your shit to the bike. Or I don't think, Beach. It's, I don't think it's probably a golf car kind of a place no. I, I I did marketing for them forever I know that most people call them golf carts but that's like saying frat when you were in a fraternity like you can't ever say Ooh. golf cart with a t it's a golf car anyway well it's a club car right it is and I yeah you're welcome it, it's a club car so <laughs> yes I live in the house the club car built so anyway not such a big, big joke they didn't build any fucking thing for me but keep going so My, it's not close enough to anything you might get a bike with a hoobly doo yeah. with a fringe on and, top and that's fine, and but there, Stuart wants an outdoor entertaining area, and I said, I'm kind of a hermit. I don't entertain. Who are you inviting over to our house? <laughs> like, do we have to? So I'm, then there's a rush because there's another offer, and I don't know how much of that is bullshit right? that there's another offer on the Completely house. Completely agree. Here's the worst part. This, the Our realtor is also representing the house with another realtor in her group, under her group, right? So stop rushing me. Stop insisting that, you know, we said, you know, furnished, because if we're going to pay what we're paying for a house, I don't want to then have to go and buy furniture. We can't afford all of that. And if we're going to rent it at all, I don't want you on my nice new furniture, stranger, who's renting our home for the summer. So I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. And I said to, we slept on it. And I said to Stuart this morning, I'd rather regret not buying a house than regret buying a house. That's really insightful. And I don't want to sound like a tool because I feel like I just did. But that's a really <laughs> big thing. I'm sorry. That's a really big and smart thing. And I'm glad that you had that feeling. So what'd you end up doing? Well, the house is newish. It's two and a half years old. And they were transferred. So they're leaving. So and they're hustling I to get rid of it. So I think they are. And I, I, there were people who saw it before us and there were people who were waiting to see it as we left. So it's not even on the MLS. Like it's a... It'll go. Looking, if looking, you don't buy it, it'll go. It'll go. Definitely. It'll go. Yeah. Right. 
so that's why I know that one way or the other will regret it, either buying it or not buying it. I know that. But I'd rather live with the regret of not having spent bajillions of dollars. Um, that with, with any kind of question mark. Right? Okay. So that's that's what we're working with. And because we know that it was built two years ago, we said we don't need inspections because we have a 10-year home warranty or the eight years that are left on a home warranty. So if something's fucked, we'll get it fixed and it's under warranty. But we kind of want to know if anything has already been fucked. So how about just the condition disclosure? Like, could you just give us what you already know? She represents both clients. So you know what's going on with the house. So I feel like, I think the whole thing's a little greasy. I think the whole thing's a little dirty. And I'm not a, although I did get to the third floor and there's a round like porthole window on, in this loft area, which is so sweet. Um, but out it, if you look out at another house on the third floor and on the side of the house is like a seven foot tall, steal your face. Huh? Grateful Dead, steal oh, your face emblem. And I was like, this might be a sign that Let's we see. are to get this house. <laughs> like, this see. might be. Your people. Your and it, to others, that's a sign not to get the house, exactly. right? Like, look at those neighbors. They're definitely going to have a puff of weed through the whole cloud, through the neighborhood. You guys yeah? can set up a little string system from one side to the other, like the clothesline, and just buy your buy your stuff right there. You don't have to walk downstairs. When just you run move out, the just move it from third floor to third floor. <laughs> It's this New is, Jersey. It's legal now, recreationally. Once they get their shit together. Now too. Yeah, it's is it really? Yeah, just passed. Keep going with the house. Tell me more about that. So, so it's just, it feels, it feels a little dirty. I'm sure I mentioned this before. I married a man who feels like, and I, I want to knife him in the eyes when he says this, because I feel opposite. When he says, if it was meant to be, it'll be. Or if something doesn't happen, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Okay. I hear what you're saying, and I divorce I feel, you. Yeah. <laughs> right, but I feel you make your magic happen. If it's meant to be, well, it happened because I made it happen. Because I danced, I worked, you worked hard. I, I mean, you make your magic. You make things happen. So when he says things like, oh, well, if it's meant to be, no, get the paperwork in, do the research, find out. Don't, don't give me the flighty if it's meant to be. However... I did feel myself yesterday saying, if there really is another offer and they're willing to do it with no inspections, no appraisal, no, like all cut cash. All we want cut Right. If you're going to do that and we're asking for the furniture and you're offering full price without furniture and without, anyway. yeah. we won't get it anyway. But that's not, if it's meant to be, that's because they worked and gave up their shit and they like, uh, uh. I don't, but see, I completely, I, I love that there's this difference between the two of you. Yeah. I don't think he is saying what you're hearing. Maybe he is. I mean, you fucking married him. But I'm just here to say, <laughs> if it's meant to be, it, you know, it'll it'll happen. If it if it's meant to be, it'll be, or whatever. However, the phrase is turned in his mouth versus you. No, you make your own sparkle, right? For me, when people are saying if it's meant to be, that already includes the notion of your I work. I work on a path. To have things happen in my life. And when they don't work out the way that I was headed toward, right. that doesn't mean that I didn't bring my sparkle. It simply means that despite all the work that I put into this or intention or effort or kismet or what it was, that I, I interpret that phrase to mean everything that happens is its own kind of a blessing, even when something sucks. 
because right? it could be the, meant for yeah. something else. When like the something- suck things happen, the next thing that happens could not have been if not for. So I, I, for me, it's a way of just looking at things like when you're excited, it's it's ex- exactly the same. You should feel exactly the same as when the worst occurs because it's all laddering you up toward the next connection in your life. Now, I don't know how that fits in with like a fatalist view of the world or all the rest of it. And I also know him. He's so hardcore baked in of do the work and homework in advance and extra credits yes. that it's he's allowed to have meant to be's because he doesn't know what it is to not do the homework. If someone was laying around smoking weed and was too lazy to fucking sell the weed right. and still saying if it's meant to be, <laughs> too lazy that's, to sell that's the, the weed. person you need to just escort off your couch, put some <laughs> pants on and leave my life. That's not him. That's no, it's not, not. No, no, no. No, it's not. And that's how I finally came to the, we've done the work. And if it, if that other couple gets the house because we wanted the furniture and we wanted, then we're not in the place for it. And that's when I began to accept and adopt his meant to be nonsense. As, well, and in this case, it's not even, I know that it is work. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not effort to go through all these shenanigans on paper as well as in your heart and in your brain is this is this exhausting that's that's all exhausting effort and work and it takes a toll I get all that and at the same time it's not a fucking job you know even if you decided in this painstaking process to stop halfway through that's not you not doing the work right that's you deciding and making a decision to stop that it's not worth all this extra because that's part of whether you have it or not anyway I'm hearing I'm hearing I want to make sure I don't mess this up you have put in the offer on this we super have to urgent, sign it I was going to say on this super urgent critical like so how why are they taking so long to get back to you yeah. we have to sign it today um oh. we we need to show them that we can get the mortgage and that letter comes this morning from our mortgage person so and i i have to docusign today but i'm going to go downstairs after this recording and say to my spouse show me a list of the 10 things you wanted in a house does it have these 10 things i mean we don't need to put our kid for spring break week into a house and that's not why we're spending this money. Like this is a future. This is to hand down to our kids. I'll How keep far you updated. away is it from the water, from the beach? It's like f- so six in, blocks, the, four and a half. But at the beach, they say blocks, but they're avenues. I'm a New Yorker. A you mean is, avenues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The a short block one. is is a house and a half or two houses. Which I would say worth. a city block versus an avenue. Yeah. And an avenue is a city block. So it's like four city blocks, four avenues from that's not that's not a short walk. If you need to take a dump and you're at the beach, which, dear listener, you know is my concern. You can go pee in the ocean. I don't give a shit. If you need to take a dump and you're out there, you're not walking four avenues back to your place to go shadoobie. That's not going to happen. And that's really my concern. But it's really not because I don't go to the beach so much. And I could drive there. The Stewart, does do. Stewart love the house or like the house? He likes the house. Do you love the house or like the house? I like the house. Make an offer that's less money than you have and move well, somebody on. Already offered, somebody already offered full price. So, so do we... So you have to offer full price plus something else to even get it. No, we offered full price and give us your furniture. (laughs) We offered full price with conditions because it's not worth it to us otherwise. Well, we still have to. All right. Well, we'll see what we'll see what happens if they let it go because we ask for too much. Then they let it go because we I think we might have put stumbling blocks in front of ourselves 
for because it might in the back of our heads it might not be the right house. I don't know talking it out with you has helped a little, but I, I will see what happens. I will keep you updated next week as well as tell you how I have also failed as a parent. Well, let's jump into that one because you're not buying this house. Next, I wouldn't buy the um, offer. Go ahead. So uh, and let me just say this final point as you go downstairs yeah. and do the 10 things of why did you yeah. want this marriage in the first place, right? Yeah. These are good things to do. <laughs> sure you chose let's, me. <laughs> let's review what the situation we're stuck in forever. There are things that you wanted in this house, location being the most important for both of you. It doesn't do that for either of you. That's really kind of a deal breaker right there even if it wasn't because everything else counterbalanced it someone else is offering full list price yes. and you're coming in and not beating that so it doesn't matter if you want it you're not prepared to win it I wouldn't care what your offer is if I have a full price without the furniture if I have a full price the only difference would be if they have some kind of wacky contingency or 30 days I mean if somebody's it's a full price offer on the table, ready to go. A realtor's not going to make that up because the realtor wants to sell the fucking house. Right. She's not going to say she. You know what I mean? She's not going to turn you away. The only reason that you would know it's total bullshit. You have all the cards because if you don't put the offer in, or you put in an offer that matches what you need and has pays no credence to whatever you suspect is on the table, and then this realtor comes back and say, "Oh, that other offer fell through." If you decide not to put in an offer, the other offer fell through. No, she knows it's hot. She's telling the truth, right? If she's not and she lets you get away, then she's going to come back looking for you to sell it. It's there's a it's a beach house. You're ready to put an offer in and you don't even love it. It's just hot. It's going to go. Let it go. Pick another one. Tell me about your marriage. Parenting. 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 Tell me about your parenting. Just when I think I've got this parenting thing down. You do? Kid, when do you get kid, there? I know. You get to a phase where you're like, I got this. I got this. <laughs> We're steady. Everybody stay steady. Change nothing. Maybe you do. My kid gets into all the schools he's interested in. Woo! All the school, we, He gets, I mean, we haven't gotten a college, rejection yet. College, university, I'm smart. I'm smart. <laughs> Love that song. It ends with, I'm smart. So, so I am smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. It's from Homer Simpson. Um, so he's super happy. He's like deciding between joy and joy. Like, how do I joy that <clears throat> costs my parents a million dollars or, and we can, can't get a shore house or joy we can afford in state that will let me take my friends down to the Jersey shore on weekends and super, this is a better school. This is a lesser school giving me more money and putting me in their honors program. Like they're, the things we're juggling are joy or joy. Like they're all good things, right? Knock, knock. Right. Then my daughter gets super cute. And you got to know that she's the one who works harder. They're both bright kids. Brilliant, some might say. But she works harder for it and she gets rewarded for it. She comes into my room and says, I found this book that I used to, you used to read to me when I was little and it was my favorite book and it's a Halloween-ish book. It's about the little old lady who wasn't afraid of anything, who went for a walk and to pick up flowers and herbs and she ran into a pair of shoes and then you say, two shoes go and the little kid yells, clomp, clomp. So she comes into our room to, to read with us, call and answer. It's the sweetest thing ever. And she says, and the little old lady picked up flowers and herbs and I said, get out of my house. What the fuck did you just say? 
I'm such a bad parent. She pronounces the H in herbs? Maybe she thinks she's a transatlantic, transatlantic speaker. No, no, no. We're not what in Europe. In our, what in our history together? Uh, like she picked up seven men named Herb. Like that's the only time it's okay to put a herb in a basket. It's herbs. The Colonel's secret recipe of 11 herbs and, and spices. That's what is one. going on? I failed. I fucking failed. And I, I kind of want to blame some of this on the fact that she's a voracious reader and everything goes right next to her brain and never comes out her mouth. But you are 16 and you just said the word herbs instead you of herbs. You are 16 moving now out of house because <laughs> you can't pronounce. I, I can't win. Like I can't believe she did that. So she's like, fine, ask your, it's herbs. Ask your friends on Facebook. What does I'm that like, matter? Why don't you I'm just like, scream out the fucking window? Everyone knows this. You don't want to recruit that, that group of weirdos. Oh, <laughs> you God, do not maybe. want to do that. <laughs> She did, and we did, and she's wrong, yes. obviously. But it, she's like, "No, those are your friends. They're agreeing with you." I said, "No, no, I didn't. I did not." Place it's not a conspiracy. My it's opinion. Just a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, herbs. Aww. So I got it right, and then I got it wrong. Like, what? What have I done, sweet Jesus? What have I done? Become a thief in the night? Like, I can't believe she was so far off. Smart as can be dumb as can be at the exact same time <sighs> what a yeah. sadness i'm sorry that's I so failed. heavy that's so heavy on your heart it is your fault yeah i agree I, I also think the fact that they don't leave the house and talk to people anymore i mean how do you find out if it's right well i would say it's right so trust me i'm <laughs> 40 blah, 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 blah. you you got this i well, got you this. are don't parenting worry. in that way because there is no other access to humans to mock her. So for you to fill that void, if she was walking down the street and saying, herbs, 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 other than getting arrested, people would point their finger and throw tomatoes at her. It's, you have I'm to looking forward this. to that day. You have to, you have to parent <laughs> in the absence of societal influence. It's just the way I it is. I thought camp would do that for my kids. Like uh, I took off a wet bathing suit and left it on the ground. Well, somebody's got to sweep that ground and you can't, like you have to adhere to society's norms like you're in a bunk now living with still wet towels on beds and floors like mm, it didn't really work so I'm hoping the tomatoes thrown at my daughter for saying herbs is a better deterrent and is a better tool like there's feel like there's levels to those infractions against humanity though really we should rank them do you future um, Cho Amy yes Melissa it seems that your father for Christmas this year got an air fryer. I don't know if it's for Christmas or for COVID or for boredom or for what, but he did in fact get an air fryer and he call he he loves to dabble with cooking and he gets really into it and he wants to call when he's come up with a new recipe, you know, it's linguine with brie or all these other crazy things. So he I think we were talking about That sounds amazing by the way. He swears by it. We were talking about proper techniques for getting a sear on a filet and we were going through that and he, he really felt happy and excited and then um, we were talking a couple of weeks ago and he said now I have to ask you air fryer what's the and he started to go down and I'm like I don't actually have one and he couldn't believe it and he's like all right and that was it so we didn't talk anymore not that he cut me off I'm just saying it's like he knew I had nothing to contribute but I have so many friends who have air fryers and swear by them the first thing that he said was I don't understand 
why I would bother with this. It gets things marginally cooked and crispy, no different than using the oven, and it's a pain in the ass to clean it. So what am I missing? You now must answer this unanswerable question. Um, I think our society loves anything fried, right? So if you have an excuse to fry something without six inches of oil, that is appealing to people. So if you are if you are going to use the oven to bake something, that's a different story. And I think that's what he's talking about. But if you are going to set something in a fryer, which is submersion in oil, for example, in our freezer for Super Bowl Sunday, we had, uh, let's say, mozzarella sticks, wings, and I mean, I don't know what else is out there that's in the freezer, but... Tiny egg rolls. And tiny egg rolls. Perfect. Right from the freezer. Drop them in there. I don't know. Set some temperature. 15 minutes later, you have perfectly non-greasy, non-submerged, non-disgusting. Have to wipe off with a towel. Have to treat. Have to run down your... That's appealing to me. Okay. But here's the question. Here's the question to jump in. Have you ever taken those better when properly fried freezer items and cook them on a sheet pan in your oven. Have you ever done that? That's the only way I make them. Okay. So you're saying that prior, that's how you would do it. And now you put them in the air fryer and there is a considerable difference. They are far closer to the deep fry crispy or they're still pretty much close to the sheet pan option. He's saying saying it's kind of like the same as the fucking sheet pan. Okay. And I hear, believe you me, when he threw in, it's harder to clean. He had me at clean like that. He had me. What I would like to do is request from our dear listeners to let us know, please, what are your best recipes for your air fryer? Are you making potato chips in an air fryer? We tried that once and they were fucking delicious. But it was like an afternoon's worth of activity. Uh, I don't fucking need that. It's I like an I, event. Yeah. Lace does a real good job. Like <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to second guess them. But you can if you are one who has potatoes and it's right now for me, I'm getting seven, eight, nine, ten inches of snow. I'm not going out, but I got this massive potato. If you have Amy's mandolin. If you have a way to cut it in a thin slivers and you want to make it in there, or do you remember I told you I went to a fair where they had a little machine that just mm-hmm. shaved an entire potato down to be really like one piece, and then they dr- they again did the not use an air fryer. Yeah. yeah, this one massive potato became this pile of joy. All right, now I'm hungry. Well, and- I'm curious. I'm just I'm now I'm interested in getting an air fryer. I've thought about it when it became the craze in the same way that I thought about the instant pot but the instant pot to me looks like an even bigger joke so I don't well, do it's harder to clean than an air fryer air fryer has a drawer you pull out and you clean the drawer the whole instant pot is inner it's harder it seems like also you're gonna die isn't it just a newfangled <laughs> isn't it just a newfangled pressure cooker and those things have killed people since they came around in the 50s so I'm not joking. Don't die. Don't they use those to make bombs in certain places? Ye- I mean, I can they make, do. I can make some eggs. It's like back in the day, which was you know three years ago. Back in the day when people were saying, "Oh, and always a rice cooker. It's transformed my life." And I'm like, "Isn't a rice cooker just a fucking pot? I mean, you can make rice. I don't get it. 
It's Do you stupid. eat that much rice that you need a rice cooker? Well, they're like, it's perfect every time. I'm like, right, on the stove. Like, you just, I don't get it. Right. Two I cups of water. It's a fucking pot. So I, there must be something that I'm missing. And I think my dad was feeling the same way. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, I'd like to ask the listeners to share their excellent um, recipes for air fryers with us because Amy's dad's kind of right. I- I've lived without it all this time, although it is fun to play with. I got that mixer and now I'm I'm going to make challah again. Yay! I'm going to make bread again because that was kind of fun and the product was kind of amazing. So, I'm so jealous. You're really I-, I didn't realize that you can put ingredients into a bowl that mixes itself and then braid it and have fucking joy. Mm-hmm. Carb joy. Carb oh. joy is really the way to go. I don't know if any other joy counts other than carb joy. <sighs> Bread. So, dear listener, on the board for topics for this week, Amy posted, oh my Jesus, Chris Helmsworth's penis. Oh my Jesus. Have you seen it? And it's I thought, amazing. I could Google this. No, no. No. Or I could wait. And I if chose you, to wait. Yeah, because if you Googled it, you would have not shown up for the thing today. You would have had something else to do. <laughs> okay. Why is there a picture? Huh? Why is there his penis okay. online? What happened? So let me tell you what happened. What okay. did I miss? Well, here's what I now know. His, name is, his name is Hemsworth with there's no L. So I'm, I'm learning so much, right? Okay. Because I did Google it. I woke up in the middle of the night, which is my new habit. <laughs> I, I love it. You got to break that habit. Also, also lying. So, uh, and somehow the television was already on. So this, me thinks, I must have fallen asleep, turned off the television, and was so tired when I turned it off that I didn't bother to move the remote from wherever I was in the middle of the bed all the way over to my uh, night table. Must have rolled over in my sleep and turned the TV on. That or my dog did it. Maybe oh, that's what woke it. you up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I look up groggy, and on the TV, there is Chris Hemsworth in his under-nothings, and he has sprouted a sizable erection. I mean, it's <laughs> large. It was a, it was, there's no kidding. I was thinking, wh- how, who, hang on now, what? So I'm looking <laughs> at the TV, and I'm thinking, is he in a porno? And then I'm thinking, how is there a porno? I don't watch, por- like I didn't understand anything. And before I could even stop looking at his dick, they expanded the camera angle and in bed is Christina Applegate waiting for him. And now I'm like, this is a dream and I'm in. So I was thinking like, <laughs> I'm not awake. You found it, you found Hallmark after dark. Yeah, and then, but in the bed also with Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate is that other actor who I know and love and I don't know, remember his name and I didn't look him up. So he's in bed with her, right? And Chris is standing there with a big, big, big good morning smile, right? So he's standing there and they're talking and I'm just watching, no shirt, just the underwear and the huge cock. That's it. So I'm watching this whole thing and they keep cutting back to Christina Applegate's face and she's making the face you're making. She's just smiling, mouth closed, eyes very large and blinking. She says nothing. That's all she does. And the I other don't know dope, what to say. And I the mean. other dope in the bed, who is a, a fabulous actor, it's just looking everywhere else that he could possibly look. And then, of course, Chris moves in. He's somehow like showing them how the TV remote works or something. And he puts his leg up on the bed and then leans in. So now the dick is like right near the head of the guy with the in the bed already. And he's sort of looking over at it. I, 
I just so then I'm convincing myself, is this Saturday Night Live? Like, what's happening? Is this a movie? I I didn't think it was real, and I really didn't want to. When I woke up, I turned it off, by the way. And then when I woke <gasps> up, no, what am I going to fucking do? I'm not watching that shit. So then I woke Shame up, and I was still thinking about it. I thought I was dreaming. So when I woke up, I was too nervous to Google it. Here's the truth, because I don't want porn flowing at me, so I'm not going to Google like Chris Hemsworth dick porn, you know. So two to three days go by, and I'm still thinking about his giant dick. Because why wouldn't you? I mean, when you see it. So, okay. Then I thought, was this really a thing? It's in a movie, thankfully. I'm like, was he in a porn? Did I just watch a porn? Did something happen? It's in a movie. And then I got the nerve. And just this morning, I looked up. It's a prosthesis. Because I was thinking this whole time, how does this star decide I'm going to stand off camera and jerk it and then come in with these other stars and wag my dick? Like, And then I... I went down this whole rabbit hole thinking, isn't that what women do when they have to have these massive nipples coming at everybody? These these pencil eraser nipples? That's not how, they're not permanently in that state. Gang, hot tip. So something has to happen to make that happen. So why should I be concerned that he had to somehow do this? And it kind of looked right. But here's the best part. The only reason that I know it's a prosthetic, the donk, is because the two directors were the only ones who would talk about it. And they was said Ed Helms, the other person in the bed with her. Did he used Ed to be on the office? Yeah. Then that's Ed him. Helms. Yes, that's him. That's him. That's it's him. vacation. Is yes. what you were watching. Okay. The new vacation. So yeah. The new lam- <laughs> National Lampoons. Okay. So the directors were talking about they had to have him fitted for a prosthetic. And they had a poor That should have been fun. They had a poor stand-in doing the whole scene because that's what you do. You have for lighting and everything else. And the stand-in was there with multiple penis prosthetics trying to figure out what would work. And the director said, and it was as far opposite as of funny as you could imagine. We felt so awful for this poor guy and the multiple dicks and the whole thing. And then finally, when it came time to do it with Chris, he was into it. Is the exact phrase that the director used. He I was, love that. He was into it and it was hilarious. We had narrowed it down and we brought two prosthetics, an eight inch and a 10 inch. And we put the eight inch one on first and it just looked normal. <laughs> so we had to use the 10 inch prosthetic. Wow. And boy. before they fitted it, I guess, to him, Chris was playing with it for some time and realized that there was a rod in the middle of it that you could bend it in such a way, but then it would stay in that position. And he thought it would be better without that. So he pulled the rod out. So now it was just floppy and he could move it where he wanted. (laughs) And sales of the movie vacation went through the roof. Rental, rental, rental. I'm just trying okay. to say, I haven't seen that movie. And now I'm kind of thinking, it's like Outlander. My face is so red, you can see it. I'm thinking, I won't watch Outlander now because to go back specifically to watch it for all the basically porn versus watch Outlander. It's a great series. It's got these great characters. It's wonderful. And uh, 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 like that's, you know what <laughs> right. I mean? It's like, I don't want to go to vacation where it's like, I'm not ready for real porn, but I'll take Chris Hemsworth. I think you're ready for real porn. I'll tell you. I don't want two, it. two things on that. We have a dear friend who is a showrunner and and producer. Like, could you imagine if Nominated she for another Golden Globe? Could you imagine if it was her job to find these appropriate props oh and god. get them? Oh my god! Fitted on this the gentleman. conversation 
between Lisa and Chris. And first of all, you, you're not even cutting to the best part of it. Okay, as much as I love you, Lisa, I don't think you're going to like this next part. And it must be said, gang. Chris Hemsworth, I'm sure he has some well-known height. Are we going to say 6'4", six, 6'7"? Six, How tall? He's quite tall. Is he just 6'2 and looks very tall? I don't know. Let's yeah, say right. let's say he's 6'4". That's my guess is that he's because he's always taller than everybody else. Lisa is probably 5'1". Yeah, so, maybe. So like that, On a tall like day. that eight inch <laughs> prosthetic, she's going to hit him at a pretty interesting height <laughs> while she's trying to fit these devices <laughs> to that area. And she like the ladies. So <laughs> it's the whole thing. I could just imagine her standing there like totally bored. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you think this SNL is funny. Comedy skit. Yes. yes. I'm sure you think this is funny, but this is my Thursday and I have plans tonight. So can we can we wrap this up? <laughs> I mean, very different than when she had to somehow fit something onto Gina Gershon's boobies. That was a very different day on the set for her, as I recall. I think I would like that better, too. Um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? I, I don't know. I, Chris Helmsworth is, hot, is as hot as they come. And I did see him, I think, dancing with a doodle in a video with his kids. Like, I... I there's nothing not to like about him until, of course, he comes out with an army hammer story where he's eating his ex-girlfriends. And I'll talk to you about that. In a I second. don't know. And I heard on Saturday Night Live just this morning because we're tired and we watch it the morning the next day after. They said they made a joke casually about or army Hammond. Like, that's the worst thing. I don't even know. How, wait, what has so he done? so don't let's wait finish me. with Chris first. Let's finish oh, with Chris first. One, one, the prop meister having to deal with that. And number two, the stand in that poor guy that had to stand there. Like, what's on your resume? And well, I'm, five, I'm a member of where SAG. could a friend maybe buy a 10 inch rotted prosthesis? So that's, well, that's Lisa's problem. But the stand in <laughs> is like, OK, here's my resume. I'm <laughs> I'm on For home use is what I'm trying to <laughs> just keep it in the glove box of the car. I mean, you never know when you're going to have a little requirement. Now you're going to be sorry you said that. I'm going to get a P.O. box and I'm going to have our listeners Don't buy me a send dick. us dildos for you and attachments because you are asking for it pointing to yourself that they can't see she's looking to find out where they did get that I extension don't want a rotted prosthesis I have no yeah, need we'll for a pretend penis I have no need for this I don't desire it and I will uh reject sender however that works when the box is returned to, to sender. so two weeks ago Mallory and I are sitting in the car and she says do you know who Army Hammer is I said, I do. Don't he he's an my actor. Kitchen? Yeah, I know. She said, well, he's being canceled right now. <laughs> this whole idea of cancel culture is hilarious. And okay. I said, well, why? What did he do? Because to be TBH, acting wise, I kind of dig him. Like he plays I'm a super, really. Is this the, I'm sorry to cut in on you again. Good. This is, this is the Witcher. This is Superman, right? Or am I wrong? No. It's his Superman. friend. It's his friend who's blonde and gets beat up in that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Okay. I know who it is. Did you see Call Me by Your Name? No. You should. That's like a that's like a gay fantasy. Let's get it on her. It was good. You should see it. Fantastic. I'm just saying. Um, but he did. I think he did like a not. Um, oh God, Tonto and failure. Right. So uh, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. I know that he did the Social Network. What? He was in the the Facebook movie. Remember, yes, they everyone did... has seen it, but nobody remembered him in it. Yeah, he was one was of he the, the twins. He the Winklevossers. He had yes, been. yes, yeah. that's exactly who he was. That fits it. 
That um, with Fincher. He did um, um, he did Blackout. He did. He was in Desperate Housewives briefly. He was in Gossip Girl, Veronica Mars, Arrested Development, Reaper, psychological thriller Blackout. He played the evangelist Billy Graham in Billy, the early years. I definitely did not see that. Anyway, he's done a lot of indie stuff, too. He did that very gay coming of age, loved every minute of that movie because it happened in Europe and crazy things happened there anyway. So, yay. So anyway, she says to me, do you know this man? Yeah, he's a great actor. She said, well, all these women are coming out now to cancel him because he's a cannibal. And I said, oh, Mallory, he is not a cannibal. That's just just called. Sorry. Honey, when somebody (laughs) says eat me, they don't mean eat me. (laughs) When a man and a woman are very, very much in love. In love. Or Love each other very, very much. (laughs) Or high or drunk. Whatever. That's right. So so she says, yeah, you know, all these uh, DMs came out with... I want to take a bite out of, I want to suck your bone marrow. I like all of the things, drink your blood and eat your skin. Like all of these, he, obvi- he, apparently he carved a little A for army in the hip of one of the girls he was dating. These are all so far consensual activities, right? So I started to think, well, first of all, ew, <laughs> Second of all, thank God my daughter's offended by this and not like, oh, I wonder what that would look like or feel like. So I'm grateful for for her being horrified by him. But everybody's got a tiny kink, except you. Of course, except you. Everybody has like, not not everybody, but most people have a, a tiny kink. This is not a tiny kink. This is like the worst kink that might get you canceled from your career of shit that you do really well. So that's kind of a waste. Yeah. This, this, uh, the whole idea of cancel culture really, really unnerves me because there, there is a value in societal sanctioning. There is a value in saying, yeah, we're kind of not down with that. That's very different to me than it's back in the, you know, six years ago when people started saying politically correct. And so they would use that as the banner to say, so now I'm going to say all these vile, despicable, hateful things that no one would ever accept anyway. And you can't do anything about it because I demand freedom. I mean, so it's not to be canceled when somebody is abusing other people. That's not canceling them. That's saying we don't want to support abusers and we certainly don't want to elevate them into positions of authority and influence and you know, notoriety. Now we're also talking about why is this information coming out? Because these people who were in the relationships, do they feel tricked? Do they feel like they were groomed? Do they feel like they want to get some publicity because they're going to talk about some weird shit that they thought was great last week that suddenly this week is not as great as getting a headline with their name in it? I don't understand. Oh, how it came about, how it came well, out. I, I, mean, I don't the know carving, if they were... The carving into somebody else, the cutting of people, super not down with that. I think it's abusive. Even people who say they're consensually doing it, I'm, I really say no, no, no. That's hey, one I question where I think your it's... Ability to... I, I don't think you should be down with that. Having said all of that stuff, even putting it to the side, that's not as disturbing as this mention that you said about eating people. Was he just texting did he or, or was there they were some... messaging? No, they were messaging about it, or 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 maybe he. I don't so, know. So creepy, what he's in... creepy texts and a cut is what we're talking about. 
So it's not yeah, like I'm there's sure a there's video more. of him actually feasting on somebody's like amputated No, there's arm. no video of yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> there's no video of that. I'm pretty confident that actors like that are aware of when like somebody's rolling. Like a turkey rolling. leg? I like femur. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Gross. So I also feel like as you're discussing cancel culture, I'm thinking there's also value in learning a lesson. <laughs> yes. If only, America. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on that. If only... If only to learn the lesson of this is not okay. Does your life need to end? It's not someone saying, I want a tattoo. It's someone saying, I'm going to give you a tattoo of my initial right now. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, I don't know know how it happened. I I don't think we know enough about what. Well, why is it? That's the next thing that I was going to jump to. Why do we know about it at all? Was there a lawsuit or was this one day somebody decided, I want to talk about this, and here's the reason. I don't want this to happen to anybody else because I regret it happening to me. Or is it, I need a headline. Here we or go. Or is it, he broke up with me, stopped seeing me, and now so I'm mad at porn. him yeah. for stopping, so it's revenge. Look, I, I will, I'm upset that I'm going to do it, but I will do more research on this topic because I feel like, dear listener, we gave you half a story and lots of opinions, and that's really not my favorite way to present anything to you. So I am going to do a little more research. What I do remember reading is that he broke up with these girls. He was done. Like, he's... I don't know, Lothario. I don't know. He could be a rake. (laughs) This is my new word from Bridgerton. He's a rake. So he goes all over and dates all these people. And maybe they wanted more. Maybe they weren't done. Maybe they're, they want, I don't know is what I'm saying. I'll do the research for you. Hate myself doing it. um, But I will find out why, why we know so much about this now. Is there a lawsuit? Are people just scorned and want to punish him? And it's working if that was their goal because all of these people are canceling his contracts, his movies. Like they're, he's suffering now because of this. And I'm sure he has a line of people at his door saying, carve me up. I would love to be a part of this because I think my initial point before delving into this was everybody's got something that, look, I fear being hypnotized <laughs> because although – I don't feel like anything's going to happen and I don't think I could be hypnotized. I fear that because I don't want people to know my deep down thoughts. And if that's a door, hypnotizing opens that door. I I don't want that. I don't, I like that I have internal dialogue that other people don't get to hear. Does Stuart hear it? Well, I was driving with Stuart yesterday (laughs) on the way back from the shore and there was something in the road. And out loud I said, please be a bag, not an animal. Please be a bag, not an animal. Please be a bag, not an animal. And he said after he passed it and it was like somebody dropped a rug off a car or something and it was not an animal. He said, I want to let you know I'm grateful that you just let me into what you were just thinking because that's the internal dialogue. But he's like, and he made clear that he knew that that was what was going on inside and did not know normally ever what's going on inside. So he thanked me for opening up with my Please be a bag, not an animal. Or a bag of animals that we could turn around and go bring home. (laughs) Because that would happen to me. Lord have mercy on our souls. So I will research that for you, dear listener, um, as well as take a look at that Hemsworth penis prosthetic. It's hard to look away. Emphasis on the hard. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I came to the conclusion last week that fear is not all bad. We've had a couple of snowstorms and I have a parent, I bet you can guess which one, who instilled this wild fear in me, said it last time too, of 
of snow and driving and being out in it and I don't know snowboarding and skiing and fear like lots of fear I think that's the root of a lot of my fears but I don't know sharks like there there are things that it's okay to be afraid of I'm gonna say I support the fear of sharks I don't feel like we need to (laughs) walk around going fuck you shark (laughs) what are other good fears I mean you know fear of falling off a fucking cliff these are good fears to have. Anything that's gonna, to yes, anything is going to stop you. Fear of boyfriend in bed with a knife saying, hey, you know what's fun? Yeah, no, I don't like, I don't like, these are good fears. Say, I'm going to go to the kitchen and leave the house. There's, so these ha- are happy fears. So fear, fine, for safety. You're saying this is for your health and safety fears, right? Well, I, everybody says this a thousand times when you, an animal would never get into a metal box with a predator and then let the doors close. An animal would never do that. But we always, as humans, have that moment where the elevator opens, you get a creepy vibe, and you still step in. So we do really stupid things all the time against our fear. And fear's there for a reason. Fear is your body saying, fuck, 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 stupid, fuck. And then it's just a question of why are you not listening? You listen to me when I say a bunch of stuff that's not true. You listen to me when I say really mean things about you, but when I'm trying to protect you with all my fears, that's when you tell me, shut up, head. I'm going to go and jump off this cliff with a tiny rope dangled around my waist. Bungee. Like, it's just stupid. And I'm going to pee myself as I do it. (laughs) Classy. I did that at my wedding. I did that at my wedding, too. You bungee jumped and peed at your wedding? I did. I was... I. There was so much commotion. I was like, ah, I think I just peed myself. <laughs> Wait a minute. Help. You peed yourself in your wedding dress at your wedding? A little bit. A little yeah. bit or a lot of bit? No, it's a out. Bit. It's out now. Yeah, It was a, a really bit. long wedding. It was ridiculous. It was really <laughs> it long. It's ridiculous. We've told this before, but I don't know if I've told it on pod. When we went to your wedding and after you two got married and we went to the reception and it was... I think there were martini glasses with caviar, so maybe it was like a maybe it was like a caviar or like a sushi mashed potato station mashed potato or something. Bar. Yeah, and and um and we were all just sort of milling around, and it was a packed room. There were a lot of people in there, but it felt wonderful, and it was just like this is really joyous and really fun, and it was honestly one of the nicer receptions that we had been to, and thought this is really a where's big deal. Melissa? Is she changing her underpants no, right now? No, you were there, and I was admiring <laughs> your ring and your dress. I even got to see you, and I thought, oh okay, this is great. This is great. And then something, I don't know what happened, but there was like a little ding or a sound and they opened doors and there right. was like you a second fucking reception. Guys- we thought the cocktail <laughs> hour was the nicest reception we had ever been to until we got to the sit down fucking dinner with the band, I think, who had previously played for Melissa Rivers's wedding. I think that was the highlight of the, it was quite a fete. So uh, top two, I think, arguably number one, top two, top three of all time. And trust me, I'm an Italian. I'm married an Italian. I've been to some fucking weddings. So, oh my Lord, the shindig. Quite, quite. And we've been to, sadly, we've been to many, many a wedding whose entire reception couldn't hold a candle to your pre-party event. So they come in all kinds, kids. They come in all kinds, these receptions. Do what's know. right for you. So do let's talk right about your you. pee and that dress. Did you really go change your underwear? Or did you just, as you said from last week, drop them? I dropped them. You were walking around, cooch akimbo, in that white dress? Later. They put not- you up on a chair. We could look up <laughs> your leg. What the fuck is happening? 
You did not have I, I had to. I had to. Platter out for that everyone was one to of see. my most embarrassing moments that I just shared with an audience of seven. I can't <laughs> believe that your pud was out. The first marital act is you're walking around still in the dress, still in the dress, naked and unclean. Stuart. No, I was clean after that. I didn't want to be unclean. Um, I don't, but that's not one of my fears. That's, that's fear, <laughs> fear of getting married probably made me pee, but Stop that would have been, it. that's a safety thing. That's a, I'm trying to look out for you. Your body knows better. I would not, I was thinking about your elevator. I would not get in an elevator if I felt uncomfortable. True, you I would not walk into, I'd be like, oh, I totally forgot something. I'll be right back. You go on without me. <laughs> I would totally disappear. I would, I would completely, I would completely fight the fear instinct fight and I would out of I would defer to it would be worse to look like I'm uh, rude or crazy I, I don't mind looking like I'm crazy Ask I, my and kids, I, I tell would you. tell you I would tell you I know that I am rude I know that I am crazy I know that I look rude I know that I look crazy but when given the choice to prevent that perception yeah I will go to it every time and it's so stupid what the fuck do I care what this person who's going to strangle me in the elevator thinks before I allow him to strangle me I would much rather have him think she's such a nice girl <laughs> like I don't get it's just so are you sure you're not my sister have you met my parents <laughs> what people think is really important it seems well part of it too I think is I have this natural proclivity to whenever the worst is happening I want to excuse it away and sometimes that's really helpful most of the time it's really helpful even as a worldview like of all the scenarios and you're trying to guess how could this be happening there's always one where it's innocuous it's a mistake there's nothing wrong think the best I just I do it and so it's not something I think about doing it naturally I have a switch inside that's you know not under my control I bounce to that even against logic so common sense sometimes I get some very bad pippers in my life because of this hey how's your um how's your sourdough going (sighs) I can't believe you don't have fucking bread it's been like a year that you've been doing this and there's no bread well here's the thing I've been frightened to make the bread frightened I, I, is this the fear stop. coming out look it i'm telling you the fact from my soul i'm scared you to make the fear, bread fear is good when it's safety for safety fear it's is not so good when it prevents you i thought this was the easiest thing these hippies are gonna throw some dirt in a bowl and smear it on a baking sheet and you're done i mean it is so fucking complicated i've stumbled into some sort of overly elaborate situation so three things have happened since I started this whole process. I switched over to a simplified version and realized I had been making this incredibly difficult when it doesn't really need to be. So I changed a couple of things and it exploded overnight. So I actually it was like, oh, that's now it's working. I see. I get it. The other thing that happened is now all these recipes don't really match because it's sort of, there's one way to make a bread with a sourdough starter called a levant. So you start with a little piece of it and it's more of a liquid. And then there's the other people who are like, pour it in a bowl, stick some flour. Now you got some bread. Check it. Like those are, they are two totally different. One is like a proper baking technique as if you're going to, I don't know what the baking version of culinary college is, but that's what I was following. And it was making my head hurt. And then this other one, I fucking started it last night and I got this shit. I'm going to bake it after this show. It's rising and it's in the fucking pan. And I, I don't want to I think I'm going to throw it away. I don't even want to cook it. 
I just don't even want to cook it. I don't That's even want to cook ridiculous. it. I don't even want to cook it because the reality of pulling out of the oven this flat, hardened cow pie, hockey puck, inedible horse shit is so much worse than just throwing it out before I bother wasting no, 450 degrees try. for 20 minutes or however long it's fucking going to take. You looked at Anya's suggestions and her- I refused to. We got excellent user feedback and I refused to because I thought, oh, I'm going to pull that up and I'm going to look at it. And then every day when my brain is pounding, the other thing is you do this shit in the morning. And so you come to the, the bubbling mass and it's all sort of fruity and sour and grossy smelling, but it's like a good gross smell. And you're playing with this goo and you're measuring shit. And I'm like, I can't even read. My eyes don't work. Just put it in the fucking measured go. Ugh. So I get really optimistic and then in the middle of the process, it's not that I get bored, but I kind of get bored and nervous. It's just doing the same shit every day with precision is draining. It's just draining. Some days you're not there at the right hour. It's one night I'm too tired and I'll just leave it till tomorrow. Like you can't do that. And it's not like you're caring for a baby, but it sort of feels like you're caring for a baby in this weird, there's this constant pull of no one is actually making you do this or grading you on this so every day I keep having this voice of but you could stop and then there's accountability now you have your listener who wants to know what the fuck okay so I have the shit loaf ready in the Dutch oven that I'm supposed to put in the oven and I almost I almost started it I almost started it before this fucking record but if I did I'd have to have somebody else pull it out and then that would introduce this whole other thing of but I don't know if it's done and I pulled it out or maybe they pulled out too early or they pulled out or it's burnt or I I have to ruin it myself in order for it to be declared ruined it's too much it's I don't know how people found solace in this when the world was ending you know droplet by droplet this has been the most stupid thing and my husband is now looking at me and going isn't it time to let that let this go yeah and I'm like (laughs) no quitter like I just can't we're eating out at restaurants now could you it brings me the opposite of joy it's filling me with anger I am refusing to proceed with the process and I will not give it up. So now you understand who I am as a person. You should just make challah. It's just joy. Um, I've made it before. I went to a huge Jew challah party. It was delightful. I want to let you know, Amy posted something on Facebook that I want to share with the dear listeners. I'm also going to tell you that you could share something with us by writing us at brilliantobservations at (laughs) gmail.com. Please don't mock me. Uh, Spell it just that way. Observations, O B S H. Brilliant observations. You are V E E at gmail Listen, brilliant on the socials, or even just go to Facebook at Brilliant Observations. You can join Brillob Squad and let us know. She posted something about Girl Scout Troop Six Thousand. Yeah, and I really want you guys to know. Well, Jews aren't Girl Scouts. Let me start there. Really? It's just, it's just nothing. We Unless there's like an all Jewish troop. It's just nothing. We at Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. It's just nothing that the Jews did growing up. Oh. But I want you to know there are studies that prove that young women who were Girl Scouts are more resilient, who are, who are more... Um, everything they're more powerful in the world they have a voice they are more confident and there is group troop troop 6000 which has been started for shelter girls in new york city queens brooklyn 
the girls, young ladies who are living in homeless shelters are part of this troop. If you would like to get Girl Scout cookies, if you would like to just support this troop, you can go online and look up Troop 6000. I cried as I read the description of this group. And then Stuart said, yeah, let's definitely, let's make a donation. I'm like, fuck that. We are getting cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I will will donate into my stomach. Yeah. I will make a donation, but they will pay me back in Thin Mints because, oh my God. So I, I think it's just a beautiful story that she posted. If you can go see it, if you can't, trust me, look it up. It's so great and inspiring and wonderful. And they go from shelter to shelter for their meetings. Mm. And it is giving them purpose and activity, especially during quarantine. It is giving them activity, purpose, and skills, life skills that they would not have had prior. Well, and it's this idea of access to something in their life that has a sense of normalcy. When you're living in an environment that is so completely other, and as a child, you are the epitome of powerless in that situation. Adults are powerless in that situation. Imagine with the child, they are at the whim of their parent. That's really... Who is at the whim of a shelter. It's like there's, you're double whimmed. It's the way that people so easily and instantly connect with abused animals but not shocks people. Me, but not people I'm not, these kids are not abused but they're in situations that are psychically traumatic I was going to say abusive and that's going too far these are these are life traumas that they're living through that their whole families are but the kids even more so the fact that they are not um, an instant emotional gotta help them right now trigger for hordes of people always surprises me. So when I saw this story, it had that smile to it. It had the notion of, okay, let's just fast forward to, let's do something that's a positive as opposed to let's throw money at it or throw volunteers at it. Let's give an experience that's a positive. That's also not, that's also not a make a wish style experience, which is you get the Zenith for one day, right? It's a life experience that is normal for other girls, other kids. So that's really what I liked a whole lot about it. Plus yeah, they had cookies. regular meetings yeah. and plus cookies. They had regular meetings. They had it's it's you saw go check it out. It's wildly inspiring, moving, and please feel free. Oh, I had forgotten to, about that. Yay. To donate and to um, get your cookies from there. I mean, sorry, Dina. I normally do <laughs> online for your daughters. This year, uh, your daughters will do okay, I promise. They'll be fine. Well, they look actually at this just way, got miss. a puppy. Look at it this way, Miss. If the house deal falls through, you'll have a little bit of extra spread this month. And I will. You can buy from both places. See, uh, no, I'll just see. That's right. See, I got your back. I got your back. I Let's your move back. that Florida sale mortgage right over to the Girl Scouts of Troop Six Thousand, <laughs> or get the house and let them live there. Even better. Even better. When you were younger and you stayed home from school sick, what do you remember? Uh. Uh, tasty cake crimpets, flat ginger ale, and Gilligan's Island. Yes, yes, and yes. I love all of those things. <laughs> I had cheese nips, The Price is Right, and I somehow got started watching my mother's soap operas. Oh, what was she? Have, what program was she a fan of? It was more a channel, and that channel she would watch from, God help me, here's dating myself, Ryan's Hope. Which oh, Lord. 
was ABC that started oh, at yes. like 1230 all the way through. And she stopped at General Hospital. But, you know, when you're sick, Luke and Laura were the way to go. So I watched that, too. And they've all imploded. I still prefer cheese nips over cheese its You can you marry my husband because the two of you are the only people on the planet who like those you can't burnt, find desiccated, them. bullshit horror shows. <laughs> you should quit this show. I don't want to be associated with you any longer. And I feel, frankly, I deserve some sort of remuneration for this slight. Does he really like cheese? Yes. Nips? I don't know. Anybody. It's gross. I don't know yes. anybody else who does. They're horrible. And that's and the closest proximity you can get, even though we can get them in the stores, because people because don't forget, we have soda in the South. We don't drink soda in the house. We have we don't drink soda, period. There is soda down here that is so fucking gross, but people in the South believe it's actual soda. There's a soda that's kind of like Mountain Dew and it's called Squirt. I've I've seen that before. Yeah. And that's something you want your girlfriend to do, not to Squirt. drink. Lemon, lemon, not lemon drop. There's something there. The names are so fucking stupid. I, it's just anyway. Yeah. So you can always get like Hydrox. You can get like the pretend shit because they have it here. Hydrox is like not an Oreo. No, they're okay. for, for Oreos. Yeah. Okay. So you can super get the nips, even the names. Fucking gross. But if you're still so sad and you're in a proper supermarket that doesn't carry this trash, you could buy extra toasty Cheez-Its and char the insides of your taste buds with that horror. They're disgusting. They're so fucking... Have you ever had extra toasty Cheez-Its? They taste no. like nips. They taste like nips because they taste like burnt sadness. They're gross. I love cheese nips and the only place here that sells them and not consistency consistently is the dollar store. Right. It's because they're waxy and mealy at the same time. I love them. I Coat love your them. mouth with and like uh, like a I don't even know like a Mrs. Winner's chicken dinner mouth. I don't know grease. what that is. Maybe you need that before you eat your Captain Crunch Berries because if you coat the top of your mouth before you eat Crunch Berries, maybe it won't scrape up the top of your mouth. Crunch You're giving me ideas, scrape. but either way, <laughs> they give me... Tonight on the menu. <laughs> Mom, what's for dinner? <laughs> we'll Fuck be off. serving weed followed by nips. <laughs> That's what you probably need to get through that dinner. And for the entree, Crunch Berries. Mm. Yum. Yeah, I, I really feel like that reminds me of, of being homesick. So I was watching this LA's Finest, this ridiculous Netflix, Gabrielle Union and, and <laughs> Jessica Elba, whatever her name is. Um, it's not. Uh, TV show for Netflix. They're cops. And there are two, you know. I love, I love two, that they're so, I love that they're so believable. You say they're cops? They're detectives? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There are two characters on there that are from One Life to Live, a soap opera. Wow. That I'm, still watching. I'm like, thank God you're working again. Like, I'm so happy for you. And did you guys have a reunion? When That's you were like bananas. That's crazy. They don't usually work after soap operas. That's usually, did unless you? they're on the Hallmark Channel. All right. Well, let's go back to the whole notion of the soap operas. Did you watch them in college when you were alone and could watch it or away from home and could watch anything you wanted? Did you check in on occasion or did you really pretty much keep up with it a couple times a week I checked in on occasion I gave up general hospital because uh, like ugh. marrying your own rapist and uh, it's too yeah, much yeah it's not a that whole yeah I, well, I was over that but there are two of them all my children and one life to live I watched religiously and then I went to college because we taped it and I'd watch it later um 
But then I went to college and I would check in occasionally. I, I had a college experience, which was fantastic. Cheese nips. And, and then after, I really like cheese nips. Mm-mm. I can't get my hands on them. Our supermarkets only carry the it's, not the nips. There's a book that you should read. It's called Why Do Good People Do Bad Things? That's the, that's the book that you should read. You could have written it, cheese nips. Why Do Good People Eat Bad Things? Yes, that's the book. It's <laughs> by Rabbi, it? Rabbi Cheese Nip. Yes. That's, I'll go get that right now. Um, dear listener, what do you prefer? Please get somebody get my back on the nips. I no, know Cheez-Its no. are fine. but No, I, I invite you to unsubscribe. This is not what we want. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I accept all people, but I will judge you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to have a field day carving this one up. <laughs> we love you guys. Take care. Okay. Come back next week for more. Brilliant observation. Bye.